Gonzaga Nation SI, I'm your host, or one of two hosts, Dan Dickow, alongside Adam Morrison. It is just about time for the WCC Conference Tournament from Vegas, the Orleans Casino and Resort. Uh, there is nothing like March Madness, and it always kicks off for Gonzaga down at the Orleans and the WCC Conference Tournament. Not the one seed this year, even though Gonzaga shared the league title they are the two seed, which makes them uh, on the bottom side of the bracket. Adam Morrison and I are going to break down a little bit of the bracket and share with you what options might be out there for Gonzaga to play. So first off, Mo, appreciate you joining. It's hard to believe March Madness is here. Yeah, it goes quick. We say it every year and it's, uh, you know, you get through the doldrums of December and then turn the corner and it's like uh, now the games start meeting more and um, the excitement for March Madness comes about. So when you look at the bracket, and I don't think it really honestly matters much, one seed versus two seed. Um, the fact is Gonzaga at least extended that conference title streak to 11. Um, but they're the two seed on the top of the bracket is St. Mary's is the one. So they would play the four seed, the winner of the four seed. And I'm drawing a blank because there's so many different scenarios out there, but Essentially, they would have LMU or BYU because it looks like BYU should win that quarterfinal game. Uh, Gonzaga is in the bracket on the bottom alongside Santa Clara, and they would play probably the winner of USF and or Pacific and Pepperdine play that bottom bracket. So really quickly, who do you expect to come out of the bracket to play LMU when you look at that side? Well, I think, you know, it'll be LMU – BYU in that uh, quarterfinals, and I think BYU is probably better served for um, tournament experience or just, uh, you know, being in this type of moment. So I think it'll be St. Mary's, BYU, and that the other semi. And then um, I like Santa Clara versus uh, San Francisco and Santa Clara to advance to get to the other semifinal against us. I think we got the better draw, even though we're a two seed, and that's not just us saying it to say it. I mean, we don't we don't have LMU or BYU on our side of the bracket. Obviously, those are two teams that gave us the most trouble. If we were being completely frank, BYU should have beat us twice this year. Obviously, LMU <laughs> broke, broke broke the streak. So, I mean, getting the two seed actually worked out better for us. And then, obviously, St. Mary's um, lost to LMU, and then St. Mary's and BYU always have knockdown dragouts. BYU almost beat St. Mary's, same thing. Mahaney hits a, a turnaround jumper. So long-winded answer. I think the bottom side, the two-seed side, worked better for us just on a matchup situation. Santa Clara is very good, but I think we match up way better uh, with them than we do BYU for some reason. Um, and then same same thing with San Francisco. I think if you can limit their guards, um, they don't really provide an offensive threat. So I really liked how it turned out. It'd be kind of cool to wear our dark jerseys to a championship game too every once in a while and kind of be the underdog, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I think I, I do agree with you. I like the fact that Santa Clara is in our section of the bracket. Uh, I would imagine um, they would beat uh, USF because USF – They've got tremendous guard play, but they've been inconsistent throughout the whole season. Santa Clara's played really well as of late. I think they won their last six regular season WCC games. So they're going in on a roll. Brandon Pajemski is maybe the most unheralded player uh, in the in the country right now with, with how productive he's been. Um, but Gonzaga won both those games. 
and you move your right. When you look at the top of the bracket, it had it been LMU or BYU, everybody knows Gonzaga lost to LMU. BYU did give them two games. And I didn't look at it as closely as you did in saying that we should have lost both. I know the BYU game, and it took a furious comeback at the end. But then you think back real quick, BYU controlled large stretches of that game in Spokane. So, so that's a really good point. But when you go back to the game against Santa Clara, third time you play a team, it's unbelievably difficult to beat a team three times in one year, especially a team with a lot of talent at the wing position like Pajemski. What type of adjustments would you expect to make? Or as a player, do you think the coaches um, you know, get overly anxious to create something different in a scouting report to prepare? Well, I think against that team in particular, uh, the point guard, his name's, I'm drawing a blank, Stewart. Stewart. Had a really good game against us in Spokane, had a poor game against us um, down there. So I think the change that we would make is obviously try to limit him. I think he had 25 against us, was, you know, way more productive. Obviously, Pazetsky or whatever his name is, is fantastic. Lefty kid is really good. I always struggle with his name, but really talented. He's been on some NBA draft boards already for next next year's draft after this one so people see him as a pro and i have to agree um but i just think like on the perimeter we match up so much better and then i think inside uh betty is obviously a good player um but i think drew timmy could have his way so i think the game plan won't change much except limit stewart's scoring output a little bit more don't let him get going obviously we'll do this try to do the same thing to the lefty pizetsky kid um but I just think that matchup's better for us uh, overall. I don't think they're as athletic as some of the other teams. I don't think they're as big uh, inside. They are dangerous on the perimeter, but then if you can focus all of your you know, attention defensively on that, I think you can be successful. Yeah, good good breakdown. The Pajimski kid, uh, trust me, it took me a lot of preparation and planning, and the notes are right in front of me to make sure I say it correctly as well. Uh, he's a heck of a player. I, I didn't see that he's on draft boards. Uh, at this moment in time, but I'm not surprised uh, because he's been really good. I think he's had three games of 30 plus or more. And the crazy thing to me is the scoring is the thing that initially jumps out at you. But then you look at the box scores or you watch him up close. He averages like nine rebounds a game or at least eight rebounds a game. He's unbelievably active. He does all the the little things in competing that that makes uh, makes makes him such a hard scout. Yeah, no, he's a fantastic player. I could see why he was – I think he was Mr. Wisconsin basketball and then went to Illinois and didn't get any time. But uh, this is the beauty of the transfer portal, and I think a lot of the West Coast Conference teams can benefit from the transfer portal because of location, geography, smaller school. They'll have a chance to play right away. So uh, kudos to Santa Clara for, you know, bringing him in and finding a talent. But he is a tough guard because he's left-handed. He's smart with the basketball. He puts up numbers, not just scoring. He's a decent passer. So um, he's going to be a tough cover. But also, again, we have multiple wings that can, uh, you know, try to defend him. We did a really good job in Spokane on him. So I just think overall uh, it's just a better matchup to have than like playing a BYU or an LMU in the semifinals. No disrespect to Santa Clara. It's just it works out better for us. Obviously, you know, we've been in the, the situation of, of being a player preparing for a team the third time. You coached with uh, Coach Few and staff one year as a, as, a, as a student grad assistant. I've spent some time coaching and doing the kind of pregame prep work. 
as a player, think back to your time as a player. When you play a team for the third time, do you just want to roll the ball out and go play as opposed to looking at the little intricacies like coaches do? Yeah, I think at some point, you know, you both really know what each other likes to run. And obviously there's going to be prepared for wrinkles, but I was the same way. Like, hey, let's just go out and, and hoop and, and get going. Obviously, you know, you don't disregard the scouting report, but at some point you guys, you know, you can overthink the room. And I think both coaching staffs are aware of that or smart at that. And it's kind of like, hey, your best guys have to play better than their best guys. That's so cliche, but it happens in March all the time. Um you know, your your wing players got to go be able to get a bucket and, and things like that. So hopefully uh, our guys are ready to go down in Vegas. It's going to be a fun uh, tournament to watch. The WCC is a lot better this year. And um, it was nice for us to get back into the winning column as far as a, a league championship. But now we got to go prove it with the tournament championship. I love the comment you made there. Marches for players. And I 100% agree. You know, coaches – prepare their teams and their players for the big moments. And then when the big moments are there, the players just got to make the plays. Uh, you made big plays throughout the course of your career. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which Gonzaga players step up and make those plays uh, here in March. So Mo, last question before I let you go, doesn't have to be a long answer, but it's March and it's the high school state tournament this week. We both have the, uh, the excitement and the joy of watching our kids play in the state tournament. Don't need to put pressure on them with with kind of talking about their games but do you have a favorite moment from the state tournament because if i remember correctly you had like a 40 point night at the state tournament uh yeah we played we went two years in a row um i think the semifinal game we played lincoln they were the uh, defending state champions i think two-time defending state champions and so we knocked them off my memory serves i think i had 26 and then one of my really good friends had 26 as well and he was 10 for 10 from the field and so basically we beat him with two guys no disrespect <laughs> but they were they didn't know what to do because I think we probably scored you know 52 or less and we probably scored in the 60s so they were just they didn't know what to do we made it to the uh, state championship game, championship game ended up losing but uh yeah state title uh tournament's fun even though it's coma that's Dome's awesome Tacoma Dome's a piece of trash and they should get rid of that venue for i mean you're you're gonna see it i mean right it's two it's a big curtain and two courts going at once it doesn't make any sense but uh i don't make the decisions obviously yeah i remember my my high school group we were terrible until my senior year and then we made it to the state tournament it was in the kingdom of all places at that time and uh we made it to the the, the semis so it's the final four there was 13,000 people there on that Friday night. It was the most people I'd ever played in front of. We were up six going into the fourth quarter, and we lost. We, we didn't stop scoring, but it's that old adage, our threes are going to beat your twos. I think they had one player, Brian Brown, who walked on at the University of Washington and hit six threes in the final seconds of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. We ended up losing. Uh, but, you know, that's a, that's a good and bad memory all at the same time. Uh, there's nothing like the the month of March for high school and college basketball. Well, Mo, appreciate the time. Look forward to next week where we will break down what we both think will be the, the third matchup between Gonzaga and St. Mary's. But travel safe to the state tournament and travel safe down to Vegas. We'll talk real soon. Thank you.